0: This is the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but just to let you know, there's been a survey done on social media, and LeBron James, the wannabe basketball player, I take it, I guess he's a basketball player, the wannabe political pundit that's playing basketball, or the great savior of the human species, apparently, that some tried to play him out to be because he's a good basketball player. LeBron James. In a survey has been rated the most hated athlete on the Tweety. I don't know who needed to hear that, but I'm sure that it made some individuals' days as we go into the midweek celebration. Hey, welcome into The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio and TV, live streaming, podcasting. Doesn't matter where you're at watching or listening. We appreciate you so much. The Millennial General doing what we do each and every day. And thanks for joining us. At the bottom of the hour, excited to head back on. I think we've had this guest on the program once or twice before, Dr. Richard Howe. He is with, if I can bring up my stuff here. There he is. He's with the Southern Evangelical Seminary. We'll be talking about, he's a professor of philosophy which I'm super excited about. So we'll talk about uh, traditionalism, traditional values, how they're affecting culture today, and the critical race theory. We'll throw that in there as well and how that may be offsetting the traditional values and where racism fits in with all that, the identity politics, all that garbage. So, yes, I do want to focus on a while, and we'll have some fun with with Dr. Richard Howe coming on the program in just a little bit. Until then, though, welcome in. You can find us on the live stream, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, twitch.tv. Also on the Instagram, the TikTok, and other places as well. Thanks for hanging out today. Uh, we Big news today. We have a lot to get to. I want to try and cram as much of it in as we can. Donald Trump starting his lawsuit. We'll talk about that in just a second. He's released an official statement with his lawsuit against social media. So that's fun. I wonder if it's the, uh, I mean, it, if LeBron James is the most hated athlete, I'm surprised that Twitter has actually allowed that survey to be on there because he kind of fits the narrative of what they like on Tweety. So, I'm curious on why they actually allowed that survey to happen. So, we'll get into the social media stuff in just a little bit. But first, I need to ask you a question Do you like the way things are? Do you want change? As conservatives, we have a hard time with change sometimes. When things rattle our cage, we normally don't like that. Things are flowing. Things are good. Our motto is if it's not fixed or if it's not broken, don't fix it. We don't need to fix things that are not broken. Just let things roll. Things are happy. Things are great. Just leave us alone. Let us do our thing. That's kind of the conservative motto. And I kind of fall into that category as well. When you get a brand of a product that you like, you kind of stick to that brand because, hey, it works and you recommend that brand to other people. That's how, uh, by the way, this segment here, all small businesses all over the country that are listening to this program, this might be some tips for you. On branding, on networking, on how to get your product out, because when especially I don't know about my generation, my generation's a little wonky, which is why things are starting to change because generations above us usually were kind of faithful to a certain brand. If things worked, you kind of stuck with it. If you have your routine in life, you kind of stick with it. If someone interrupts that routine, we usually don't like that too much. If you throw a wrench in the system based on a philosophy, based on a culture, based on a religion, based on a whatever, you usually things are happy, things are normal, things are calm, things are great, and then you get disrupted. So, how much do you personally think about it for a second? How much do you personally really like change in your life? Your kids are growing older, they change. You get really sad about that because, oh, I can't, I wish they were just a little tiny baby again. I remember when I used to hold them in my little hand, I get that way already. My daughter's seven years old, and I'm already like, oh, used to be able to rock her and she'd like sit there and you know listen to my death metal as we go to sleep and sleep happily ever <laughs> i didn't play it at that age but she listens she listens to it she headbangs with daddy and let me tell you it's a grand old time but things change and sometimes some people just don't like that there is uh, the reason i bring this up is there's a story about some restaurants like uh, subway for example According to this story with the chicagobusiness.com, Subway is working to rebrand themselves because apparently in the race for fast food companies all over the country, it's been one of those companies that's been slowly dropping as they've seen a decrease in revenue year after year after year after year. And they're working on rebranding themselves, which a lot of companies are doing, by the way. You ever see a McDonald's driving around now? I don't eat a whole lot of McDonald's, but you ever see them drive around? They're no longer friendly looking. Just throwing that out there. You don't see the golden arches anymore, do you? You do on the billboard out there, but you don't see it on the on the business. You w- drive up thinking that you're going to see the happy McDonald House. It's going to be yellow. It's going to be red. It's going to be like the clown thing. It's going to be great. And then you drive up, and it looks like you're walking into an administrative building for the government because it's now like gray and brown and just weird structure, and I, I, it's not appealing anymore. Just not appealing. I don't really drink or eat McDonald's much anyways, but even prior to that. But still, they rebranded themselves, and I think personally it was a bad rebranding on their front. But as we look at growing, as we look at evolution, as we look at way businesses have maybe evolved over the last year with COVID or them working to rebrand themselves or make themselves better and more efficient, it's a good thing. And while we don't like change— It's a good thing to watch the economy and watch business, either large corporations or small little businesses that have one employee, or maybe it's just you, yourself, and you that run that business, regardless of whatever size, it's good to evolve, it's good to grow, and it's good to find more efficient and different ways of doing things. And I know for the consumer, it's difficult at times because we don't like to see change. We don't like to see things shit when things work. I just want it to work. Why do you need to fix something that's not broken? Right? On the other hand, we get to help keep businesses accountable for the changes that they make, good or bad, because of the consumer, we have the power. Uh, no. Well, we have the power where we get to decide what works and what doesn't work in the market, which is the beauty of a free market capitalist system. Now, I know Joe Biden wants to change that, which is why it's difficult for many businesses, because they walk that fine line. They get the regulations in from the government. They try to manipulate, do whatever they can. They punch it out to the consumer and be like, hey, we had to raise prices because government raised prices on raw materials or taxes or distribution or whatever they did. So, sorry, here's what we had to do. But that's the beauty of the free market is we... You and I, we get to make those decisions. For example, Subway, uh, their slogan, eat fresh. I guess they want to change that to Subway, eat fresh, refresh. I don't know what that means, but okay. Did you know that they had drive throughs Because I was not aware of drive-thru subways until like six months ago. Just throwing that out there. I had no idea about drive-thru subways. That's kind of crazy to me. I never thought about that. Wait a second. I get to watch them make it. I get to tell them what I get to put in the sandwich. It's going to be awesome. Now you get to do the drive-thru where you you still tell them all the stuff, but then they just make it and hand it out the window, and there you go. Them trying to update. They didn't update very fast because only one in 10 subway stores apparently across the nation have a drive-thru as of last year in 2020. But it's something that I was not aware of as they tried to evolve. And I don't know that I necessarily like that change because, again, it was working. I want to watch them make the sandwich in front of me. Why do I want to change it? But as conservatives, things are going to change and we have to accept a little bit of that change, not necessarily all the bad crap of like Joe Biden taking office. I'm not talking about that for a second. I am talking about the way that we actually function in the private sector, in the markets, in the free enterprise market each and every day, because we have the opportunity to manipulate or at least hold businesses accountable or at least make them better and more efficient based on our response to what they're doing which is the beauty again between the private sector and the public sector while we hear right now the ad nauseum the the bombardment of government and progressive and left-wing elites and where they're like, oh, the government's going to take care of things and we're going to have a better say and we're going to have the power in government, which you know is not the case because you elect somebody, they do whatever they want to do, and then they never leave office. Or they hire a whole bunch of administrative people that continue on with their legacy even after they're gone. We don't get as much of a say in the public sector. And once you give the government that power, they don't give it up. They like to hold on to that Power, and it continues to grow every single year. And when you fight against that, then you're the e- evil, horrible jerk that wants dead, you know sick people and old people and whatever to die in the streets because you don't care about that program any longer. In the private sector, if you don't like what a business is doing, if you don't like the way they manufacture, if you think they're being uh, environmentally unsound, if you think, uh, think they're being too expensive, if you think that they don't have good customer service, if you don't think they have good quality products, you as the consumer... Get to choose whether you want to go and support that business and give them your money and buy that product or not. That's awesome. And if a rebrand happens or if an evolution happens, we get to have a say. If McDonald's starts doing all the automated stuff for the drive through window where you don't even talk to anybody anymore... Which they've kind of started, I've noticed. Like if you walk in, they actually have like the little computerized screen, and you do do, 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 that. They don't. You don't even go to the register anymore to order. You just punch that in. You get the little receipt with the number on it. Then you walk up and you pay for it, and then you get your food. You don't even really talk to the people anymore. If you don't like that, you don't have to go to it. You can still go to the mom and shop, you know, mom and pop hole in the wall restaurant where you go and get a little bit probably better quality food. And you get to talk to somebody and you get support the local economy and somebody that actually works there. You get that choice. You get it. That's the ability of you. And when businesses start seeing how their revenue goes up or down based on their decisions, they make their decisions change pretty rapidly, don't they? And I'm, just, I'm not talking about just fast food here. I'm talking about any industry retail stores. Uh, Walmart, for example, if you don't like Walmart because there's a lot of grumpy people in there. The customer service doesn't know how to help you. They don't know what they're doing. The product falls apart as soon as you buy it. Whatever the case is, you don't have to go there. You can find someplace else to go. But I find it interesting as Subway's trying to rebrand themselves because they have lost revenue uh, for years. As 2016 on, we've seen a drop in revenue for them. So they're trying to rebrand themselves which is a good thing, but at the same time, we get to work on changes, too. This goes into the social media aspect that Donald Trump's fighting, which we'll talk about in a second after the commercial break, because we get to choose on those as well. If you don't like social media, you can find a way to use it elsewhere, which has been a little bit more of a battle, which we'll talk about a little bit later, too. Because obviously they kind of have a dominant control over it. And when we can't see our products or our content, then other people can't see it as well. And when we try to go to other content uh, sources like a uh, a Rumble for YouTube as a comparison or Parler, then they find ways to shut them down and not allow as many people to go on there. So there's still battles we have to fight there. But just remember, while we're going through our daily grind, we have the ability to make decisions. While the government tries to limit the power that you have as an individual, as a human being for you, while they try to say, you're really not that important. We're looking at the collective here. We're looking at the collective. It's all about the greater good for the collective. While they try to force that down your throat and tell you that you're really unimportant, don't worry about your individual needs, we got to remember we have a lot of power. We have a lot of ability. Subway, that's the headline, Subway grasps for a lifeline as Americans shun the aging brand. The change is happening in front of us. Now, there's a lot more competition out there with sub sandwich businesses all over the country. So, the competition's real and they need to evolve. And I hope that they do because I personally enjoy that product and I like to get it every once in a while. Although, just my little tidbit if you want my opinion, Subway, if it means anything to you, here's what you do. Stop getting rid of products like the chicken breast, because that was awesome, and I don't know why you got rid of that. And stop making a one meal with a, with a foot-long sub where it's mostly bread and a little bit of stuff in there with a tiny little bag of chips and a little soda for like 10 bucks. Maybe we should make be a little bit more economical here. And if you're going to do quality, do quality with a little bit more price. If you're going to do cheap, do cheap with a little bit less quality. But make up your mind because right now you're kind of teetering in the middle. We're gonna give you a $10 sandwich, but it's gonna take like two of them to fill you up. Just my little two cents on that one. But as things evolve, we gotta remember, we can be part of that evolution. We can be part of that change and we can help any business evolve to be more efficient based on our support or lack thereof, depending on their decision. Government doesn't want us to have that power. They want everything to streamline through them and their approval.
1: The Voice of Reason
0: with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with the Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. at who's Republic
1: you're listening to the voice of reason
0: with Andy Hoosier 24 minutes past the hour welcome back into the program radio TV live streaming podcasting wherever you may be watching or listening we appreciate you more and more each and every day by the way we are killing it with the podcast downloads this month already we are seven days into the month and even with the fourth of july weekend where we weren't here for the first two days of the month we're still rocking it and killing it and you guys still listen to it even throughout the weekend so thank you for that we appreciate you so much we love you to death and keep on checking it out who's your reason.com you can find a link to all the podcasting sites plus our social media where we have the live stream just about every day as well and other Things that we like to share some comments on the social media right now with the live streams and a really great point another way that we can have a say not just in the industries based on their evolution of what they want to do for branding and their quality of products and and what they do with themselves with the prices or whatever but also their political statements which unfortunately has gone into the business side and the market side of things as well because now They make their political stance based on their contributions to certain politicians or the lack of support of customers who support certain politicians, if you know what I mean, and based on who their spokespeople are. Nike took a bit of a hit when LeBron James became the face of because LeBron James is a very controversial person. Obviously, he just got voted as the most uh, hated athlete on the Tweety. Megan Perino, which I forgot all about this, so I'm glad you brought that up as well but Megan Rapino the, the superstar on the US soccer team who hates America who refused to go to the White House because she hated Trump and yada 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 she's now the spokesperson for Subway which breaks my heart because now i have a hard time supporting Subway because i like their i do like their food i enjoy that but i don't want to support a business that has that type of person with that type of message as their spokesperson because when you endorse somebody like that you're essentially saying I want them to represent this company based on their movement and their movement is this is what we're what they believe in. And therefore, so you're endorsing that. So I have a hard time supporting that now as well, which is hard. I really enjoy a lot of uh, celebrities who are just like, I'm not doing politics because I have Republicans and Democrats that buy my movies or listen to my music or do whatever I do because I don't want to narrow my base. But we can have a say on those political discussions as well because if you stop supporting them when they make decisions, guess what? They're going to make those decisions a little bit differently based on the company and also based on the uh, endorsements or support that they actually get. Chick-fil-A is a perfect example. Chick-fil-A came out in support of traditional values and X, Y, and Z. And what happened? They got attacked. And then you had lines out the door of every Chick-fil-A restaurant across the nation because people wanted to support that. And those that didn't want to go there didn't want to support it. Unless you just enjoy the sandwich or you don't enjoy the sandwich. I mean, it could be as simple as that. But now, unfortunately, the world has been so uh, um, corrupted with political statements everywhere, it's hard to decipher between one or the other. And while it may be hard for us, that's part of our due diligence as the ones with the power in the consumer private market as well to make those proper decisions and endorse the proper individuals and endorse the proper businesses and not support ones. Even if we like the product, if they're doing a bad message or supporting something that you don't agree with, you can't support them anymore. Banks that have shut down business accounts because you purchased a firearm. Guess what? I will never support those, bank, those banks again, and I will not mention any on the air. Because we're not here just naming names kind of thing. But I find it interesting that we, unfortunately, today have to make those decisions, hard decisions on our lives based on what we support, traditional values or, or progressivism socialism or second amendment issues freedom of speech freedom of religion whatever is impertinent to you you got to support businesses that actually support that as well and it's hard it really is hard guess what with great power comes great responsibility yeah you know what we just pulled a batman quote on that as well big or spider-man was that spider-man i think that was spider-man with great power comes great responsibility regardless you have that power And you get to be responsible for it. Use it responsibly. Educate others about that responsibility. And let's make some changes. Let's do it ourselves. Let's be that catalyst for change because that's what we do. All right. When we come back, we have our guest, Dr. Richard Howell. We'll chat with him. Plus, Donald Trump starting his litigation against social media. Is it going to work? And what else can we do about that as well as we get behind the movement trying to save this country from the crazy progressive tyrants wanting to take over? We'll talk about all that and more
1: You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier.
0: we Are really halfway through this program already? Good golly. Welcome back into the show. Radio TV live streaming and podcasting all over the country right here on our flagship radio station in Wichita. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time. Having more fun than watching Joe Biden try to walk up a flight of stairs. (laughs) Ha ha! Ha ha! Yeah, see that? We, we went there. Oh, we went there. You can find us all over our social media at Hoosier Reason with our handle. Also on the website, Hoosierreason.com. I don't want to waste any time, though. I want to jump right into our guest. Super excited to have this guy on. This is the kind of conversation that I like to have, unveiling the layers of the onion, going deeper into the discussion. This guy's a professor of philosophy, which means you're going to have a pretty awesome discussion here. And, you know, that's what we do here on The Voice Reason. He is... Uh, Provost, professor of philosophy and apologetics uh at the southern evangelical seminary you can find him online at ses.edu we've had him on the program before but it's been a long time since we've had him on the show excited to have back on here dr richard howe with us richard how are you my friend
1: Andy, I'm doing great, brother. Thank you so much.
0: Hey, it is great to have you on the program again. It's been way too long, and I love uh, a professor of philosophy. My head's going to hurt after our discussion, which is what I really enjoy, so that's why we we like to have these conversations, Um, but especially with some of the current events, because we have a, a movement in the nation right now where... The majority of the populations in some way, shape or form a victim where we don't need to apply ourselves. We don't need to try and take ourselves to the next level. We don't need to take accountability for things. We really have uh, fallen for the government mindset of you don't need to take responsibility for anything. Uh, that's why we need government single payer health care. So that way, if you get sick, no, oh, don't worry about it. You can eat the bag of Doritos every single night. You're totally fine and we'll just take care of it for you. There's no accountability. There's no personal responsibility. And we're all victims. I mean, is that about summing up where we're at right now? It is, and uh, it doesn't look like it's going to get any better, except for the fact that I've been encouraged about some
1: pushback that's been happening in the past few months. But, yeah, everyone's a victim. Well, almost everyone's a victim. Society is divided into the oppressors and the oppressed. And the oppressors, of course, are never victims. The oppressors are always racist, uh, in the case in which the critical race theory wants to have it. And pretty much every other member of society can excuse their um, bad choices, if you will, because they're, after all, victims, and it's not really their fault.
0: Yeah, let's take that to the religious standpoint because we've talked a lot about critical race theory on this program, and I want to get into that and what it's doing to our children and teaching this throughout K through 12 education uh, and even higher education as well. But spiritually, religiously speaking, uh, where does this fall with that victim mentality, with playing that victim, with not taking accountability or responsibility for your actions? How does that fall religiously wise?
1: Well, it obviously is a repudiation of the fall of Adam and Eve, which would tell us that the problem is we. That is, we are in estrangement from God because of our rebellion. So all of us are in need of redemption. That's that's the problem.
0: So rather than
1: me being a victim in such a way that I get exonerated from my being responsible for the choices I make and the things that I do to other people, rather than that, we should start by saying, look, before God, we're all guilty, we're all equal before God in terms of created in His image, but we're all guilty and all need of, of His redemption. That then resets everything, and then we can retire this idea of trying to Uh, explain the evils in our society by one group oppressing another and then have to fix these things politically rather than theologically and and religiously. Mm,
0: It's a great point. I mean, if we're looking at identity politics, that's really trying to put people at a certain pedestal where you're above them because you're judging them as opposed to you're uh, maybe purer than them, or you have less sin against the, uh, as opposed to somebody else. So we're really, uh, we're really going against the word religiously because we're trying to judge people by putting them below us based on our actions or our ancestors' actions.
1: Yeah, and we're picking out things that uh, are trivial with respect to humans, like skin color. <laughs> uh, we tried so hard, and Martin Luther King Jr. tried so hard to disabuse people of. This tendency that people might have to look down on others because they look different than they. That's, that's always something that the human race has fought with. But we wanted to move beyond that. And his dream, as we all remember, was that people would be judged by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. Now we're reverting back. We've, in a, in, in a sense, repudiated the, uh, the civil rights movement. That was yeah. built on the idea that all men are created equal, that all people are equal before God. Now we've, we've ruined that, we've gone back, and now we're starting to judge people by these trivial kind of characteristics like skin color, for example, rather than something more substantive like the moral fiber of their character.
0: The weird part is is that they're holding up that message. They're they're holding up Martin Luther King as the icon, as what his message was was great. And then they say, all right, now we're going to do identity politics. We're going to resegregate ourselves. We hear about university dorm rooms resegregating to minority individuals. You know, if you're white, you're automatically racist and white privileged. If you're minority, you're automatically a victim. We're now using they, – they say they hold up his message – but then try to revert back to the identity politics and resegregating themselves while they talk about segregation being a bad thing in the past. I don't understand how those two messages jive together.
1: I I, I don't either, and I don't think they can jive together, but here's why they don't think that that's a conflict, because before we can get as a society to the point where we could appreciate and then operate according to King's advice, judging people by the content of their character Uh, rather than the color of the skin. Before we can do that, these people think, we have to dismantle a system that is is inherently uh, oppressive and racist. And so the system is locked in. It's built by white people in such a way as to continue their power over others. And so as long as the system is there, they think, then uh, as good as that dream might be in their mind, it can never be realized until the system is torn down. The problem with that is, even if it was true, I don't think that that's actually true, that there is this inherently racist system that's in place that sometimes people can't even realize how much they're contributing to it. But even if that was true, it, it doesn't, I think they've picked the wrong things out to blame as to, well, what really then is broken about the system? Uh, What is it? Well, you know, centuries ago, we might have said, well, we need to get rid of slavery. That would be pretty obvious. Unfortunately, now what they're picking out about society and the structure to repudiate and to reject are things like linear thinking, scientific method, uh, objective truth, things that were the bedrock of Western civilization are grounded in the very nature of reality itself. Once you retire those Things according to which we can have civil discourse and debate and try to discover truth. Once that's retired, it's no wonder that some people in this movement have reverted to violence as their only means of social change. They said, well, we need to literally burn the system down, as some of them have said. Mm -hmm. So even if it was this systemic uh, problem, I think they picked the wrong things out to actually identify what could possibly be a problem.
0: Sure. Well, and I think it's fallen for the points of those that want to be in control and be in power and try and limit the abilities of individuals being individuals. I mean, they've fallen for those talking points, unfortunately. It's Dr. Richard Howe, professor of phil- uh, philosophy and apologetics. I- I'm glad someone else mentioned this on the social media because I didn't want to sound dumb, but I need to ask, uh, ph- professor of philosophy, what is apologetics? Like, what, what is that study?
1: So apologetics comes from the Greek word that's translated defense. So if you gave a defense in court, that was called your apology. So it's an old use of the word in English. So now apologetics is the branch of Christian thinking where we marshal the evidence for the truth of the Christian faith. How do we know God exists? How do we know the Bible is true? These kinds of questions, whatever is challenged rationally and intellectually, uh challenge of the christian faith the attempt to respond to those challenges rationally with argument and evidence and reason that's that's the, that's called apologetics
0: you are going to be my best friend and we're going to have you on the program a lot more because um that's been a great point of discussion at least uh, on and off the air for a lot to of- uh, talking about philosophy and talking about different uh, theologies and religions and and uh, that sort of thing and faith. So, yeah, we're going to have that conversation on the air very soon. Um, also with the Southern Evangelical Seminary, you can find them online at ses.edu. we got just a couple minutes before we got to take a break here, but uh, what has this conversation done to children now that we're teaching, oh, if you're a minority descent, You can't make it in life like just give up now, be the victim that you are, you know, critical race theory that this entire foundation that we have as a nation is completely built on lies and false white privilege and landowners and rich people and so on and so forth. Teaching that at a young age and growing that as the basis foundation for children, what could that do to us down the road? It's
2: horrible because
1: white children are now being taught that there's really nothing they can do. Just by virtue of being white, they are automatically part of the problem. And if you read uh, people like Robin DiAngelo, there's really no way to get out from under that. You'll never not be the oppressor. If you're a, a child of color, then you could never feel like that your efforts are going to ever warrant any kind of uh, uh, reward. That, you, that hard work won't really pay off for you because for two reasons. One, uh, if things go like they have been, then you're never going to be able to achieve anything. This is what they're learning. Or if you do achieve something, it's only because some of the oppressors sort of let you do it. Uh, you didn't really get that on your own. That's the tacit message in both of these. and I think it's just toxic for these children to be burdened with it. it's You know, you mentioned earlier about having a headache. This stuff, you start getting into it more and more, and then it goes on to give you a stomachache yeah. on top of all that. It's hard enough for the adults to deal with it, not to have to burden the children.
0: Amen to that. The fact that we're corrupting children that young just drives me absolutely nuts. Dr. Richard House, Southern Evangelical Seminary, SES.edu is the website. Doctor, I, I really appreciate you coming on the program. Uh, we got to let you go here, but i got to get you back on the program. we got to talk some more about this stuff
1: absolutely look forward
0: to it hey look forward to that one as well that's going to be some great conversations there as we dive headfirst into making our brains hurt each and every day all right we'll take a break when we come back we'll talk about trump's uh, lawsuit going against uh, uh, social media what did he say can we do anything about it and what can we do as we continue to fight for the against the wokeness crowd quote unquote politically speaking in the country all that and more coming up wrapping up a midweek celebration here on the voice reason stay here
1: You're listening to The Voice of Reason with
0: Andy Hoosier. Wrapping up the program today, thanks again to Dr. Richard Howe coming on the program. Awesome guy. We'll get him back on here real soon. So I don't know if you've noticed or not, but we've tried to talk about other topics as well outside of just the mainstream political stuff because it goes all around. Our livelihoods on what we do each and every day is extremely important, and it covers more than just what Joe Biden's doing because Joe Biden's an idiot. We already know that. We can make fun of him all day long. And what he's doing in D.C. is important, but it affects so many other things as well. We're going to start doing on Fridays, mostly on fr- mostly on Fridays, we're going to start doing some oddballs. And I don't know if it's going to be called Oddball Friday, It's a, if it's going to go back to what we used to do on the show with like a free-for-all Friday. But Fridays are going to be things where outside of really the mainstream talking points and topics we're going to touch on other things. It could be entertainment, could be music and bands, could be uh, spirituality and religion, it could be whatever, philosophy, because we need to discuss and understand other things and just what tax rates are. As much as I love those, and you know me, that's kind of my thing, we need to talk about other things as well, so we'll have some fun with a lot of those, but we're going to start having some interesting Friday episodes, so make sure to stay tuned in, especially on your Friday. Like this week, we have a priest coming on talking about exorcisms. I know. It's going to be awesome. So we're going to do that uh, this coming Friday. Next week, we have a guy who is who's written a book, and he thinks that he has predicted the rapture in the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. So that's going to be fascinating as well. And he says he's been able to do it based on astrology readings, which is kind of fascinating as well. So we'll have that guest on next Friday as well for the – pro. and now, it's not taken away from any of the other guests throughout the week that we have politically – with the experts that we have on the show. But I think on Fridays we're gonna have a little bit of fun. We're still gonna talk about some topical issues, but it's gonna be an oddball Friday or a free-for-all Friday and talk about some other fun things as well. So get ready for those. And I I'm telling you, it's a you're you're seeing a rebranding, you talk about rebranding of things. This is a rebranding of the voice of reason to where we're not just covering the mainstream, you know, thing that every other talk show is talking about. We're gonna do some fun stuff on here and we're going to deepen your mind, we're going to deepen your thinking and make you just, you know, agree with it or don't agree with it. It's okay. Again, expand that mind. Make you challenge your thought process and let's see what else is going on in the world. What do you say? With that, let's go into what's trending. What's trending today? So as you know, uh, the big headline today has been that Donald Trump has officially filed the lawsuit against all these social media with Facebook, with Twitter, with YouTube, on all those trying to say, wait a second, you can't ban me and silence me like this, and we're starting the lawsuit against them. This is what he had to say earlier today.
2: I just want to say that I stand before you this morning to announce a very important and very beautiful, I think, development for our freedom and our freedom of speech. And that goes to all Americans. Today, in conjunction with the America First Policy Institute, I'm filing as the lead class representative a major class action lawsuit against the big tech giants, including Facebook, Google, and Twitter, as well as their CEOs, Mark Zuckerberg, Sundar Pichai. And Jack Dorsey,
0: three real nice guys. Three real nice guys. I have to admit, I've really missed listening to Donald Trump speak. Can we just admit, I've really, <laughs> I've really missed Donald Trump speaking. Uh, really excited about it. You're going to be excited about it. It's going to be great. It's going to be huge. We did this lawsuit. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it's great guys. Great guys, these guys. Regardless of what you think of Donald Trump, you got to admit, you gotta, you got to enjoy his speaking habits and his cadence of how he actually delivers a speech. Well done, buddy.
2: We're asking the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida to order an immediate halt to social media companies' illegal, shameful censorship of the American people. And that's exactly what they are doing.
0: All right, so there's more to it. We don't have time to play some of that, but that's Donald Trump earlier today announcing his lawsuit against social media with Google, with Facebook, and with Twitter. Uh, YouTube being tied in with that because Google and Twitter are, or uh, Google and YouTube are kind of a thing now. Uh, if you if you noticed that, but starting the I don't know if it's going to do any good. Personally, I mean they've already upheld in court in the Supreme Court based on some of the stuff they've done with censorship. So they've already been allowed to get away with it with him filing the lawsuit. I don't know what it could accomplish. I hope he does well. I hope it's successful. I hope he's able to get a lot of those bans released, that censorship release, those algorithm black shadow bannings released. I just don't know that it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to go anywhere personally, but that's the outside guy looking inward. And we just have to continue on our job, trying to rebrand, trying to hold private business accountable by our decisions, what we subscribe to, what we pay to, what we participate in. And we got to make those decisions ourselves, and we can do that from the outside force while he's battling the legal front on the inside. Together, we'll meet in the middle, and it'll be harmonious. It'll be huge. It'll be bigly. It'll be the best thing you've ever seen in your entire life. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everyone have a great Wednesday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram,